morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm, Boston Scientific. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Finally. It's game week, baby. Oh, drop some flames in the chat if you are hyped for game week. I couldn't control myself, man. Coming up today, it's the first look of the first week. Bucks defensive line, Cowboys offensive line, and I've got a way that Dallas can get an advantage. Just hold tight. Hold tight. We'll talk about it. In the roundup, we're going to discuss the Ops injury report as well because there's some some significant things going on over there that the uh, Bucks will need to have available on Sunday if they want to get this dub, right? And then, of course, the Cowboys received a boost on said offensive line by adding Jason Peters. So we will get into that. Payback Carter sees the Cactus Jack. Bang, bang! Shout out to the Bomb Squad in the building. so hype. I, I, you know, it's just allow me to fan out real quick before we start getting into breakdowns and whatnot. I, you know, I was starting to put this show together. Well, like I think on Saturday, I started this whole situation because I was going to wait to dive into the film, dive into the first look, but I just couldn't help myself. I decided to go back, watch the game uh, offensively, defensively, take some notes and, and, and get started because I'm just ready. I'm ready no matter what happened throughout the offseason, right? We are here. It's a wrap in regards to making this move and that move for the most part because we know who we are. But they did make a move, which was very important that we'll get to. So it's about what you got right now. It's about taking these players, your brothers next to you, speaking for the Cowboys and going into these fights and fighting for each other and trying to figure out a way to get these victories. And that's what we will do on this channel every week, no matter what. We are going to take who we have. We're going to try to figure this out, and we're going to present that Monday through Friday. Monday's usually going to be for either a morning or celebration for victories. But other than that, we'll break it down. Every little detail, that's what I think makes this special and makes this community special is that y'all are here with me doing it. So one more time, shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Ah, man, I'm just so hyped. I'm so hyped. By the way, Again, I'll have a whole promo here hopefully shortly. Check me out on Sunday, Sunday night, me and Jesse Holly, Game Day Live, Texas Live. It's going to be lit, okay? All right, look, I'm ready. We, we got a jam-packed show. We're going to really dive into some of the tape that I watched uh, over the weekend. We're going to find out where the advantages and the disadvantages are. And, of course, we got the phone lines open if you want to call in. Uh, the Pulse of the Nation is 351 Get in line because we are starting. This is the season now. Preseason's over. We are starting the real routine from top to bottom. Let's get it. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Oh, they do it. Hey, oh, they do it. 
Hey! Remember I said they got some key players that I think are going to be needed if they want to beat the Dallas Cowboys. You're probably like, what? Tom Brady don't need a yeah, do. Damn it. He does. Okay. Todd Bowles spoke this weekend, or was it Monday? I'm sorry. And he said that the, the Cowboys, the Bucks players were trending towards playing Sunday night, meaning all of their players that are not on IR. And that includes one Chris Godwin and tackle Tristan Wirfs, who very, very important player, right? Very important player for the Bucks in regards to pass protection and then one of his pass catching options in Chris Godwin. Uh, listen, Godwin was out there running without a brace at practice yesterday. I, I don't know if he's really going to play. This could just be coy, right? It could just be playing mind games with the Cowboys. But regardless, you still got week one, Julio. I say week one because he might not be lasting the whole season. You still got Mike Evans, still got uh, Russell Gage. You still got Tom Brady. So you still have to respect the passing offense. But Chris Godwin being back makes it even tougher. But he's got to have time to do it. And we'll probably talk about that tomorrow. Talk about that tomorrow. That was an ops injury report. Today, powered by OSMI, y'all. They provide arthroscopic and robotic-assisted orthopedic surgery, foot and ankle surgery, sports medicine, physical therapy, and a ton more. Their team of orthopedic specialists has offices in Fort Worth, Decatur, Mansfield, to provide state-of-the-art orthopedic care to the North Texas area. So when it comes to medical care, you and your loved ones deserve the best possible experience. So schedule your hassle-free appointment today at osmifw.com. So we're going to kind of flip this around a bit. Jason Peters was signed, but in order to sign Jason Peters, somebody had to get cut. And it came up on one of the shows that, hey, who gets cut? Where does he get cut at? And I was like, well, he can still end up on the practice squad, even though the rosters are, are full. And that's exactly what the Cowboys elected to do. They elected to cut Mike or Mike Mika Tafua off the practice squad. <sighs> a little sad. I like the, the possibilities of Mika. I hope he catches on somewhere else, but it is what it is, right? Somebody had to go in order to bring in this veteran that the Dallas Cowboys so desperately needed, in my opinion. Uh, and it happened to be Mika Tafua. We'll see where he lands, which leads us into the obvious, the biggest story coming out of the holiday weekend. Jason Peters officially joining the Dallas Cowboys. It has come. Cowboys get their veteran guy. 40 years old, but he showed a little something-something last year, I think, and played played better than a lot of starting left tackles last year at that age, so I got to give him some respect after going back and watching the film. And I get it, Eagles fans, if you were in here. I totally get it. Yeah, he won the Super Bowl for y'all. He's old. He's not, he's not the same player, but I will tell you this. From a Cowboys fan's perspective and just a Cowboys observer perspective, if you really are observing Dallas, he's better than any option we've had. So you're not going to really piss us off by saying he's old. We know he's old. Sure, he may hit that 40-year-old cliff at some point, but Jason Peters talked about how, you know, some players just have it that way. They can they can keep playing at a high level for a long time. And he compared himself to Tom Brady. And when you look at it, it's kind of true. I mean, 40 years old, Whitworth did it last year. 
you don't see too many 40-year-old tackles in the league and playing at that level that Whitworth and Jason Peters played at. Uh, so he finally got a chance to talk to the media for the first, finally, he just got signed, but for the first time yesterday, and he practiced, by the way, um, and he had a lot to say. They asked him about him, you know, mentoring the young guy, specifically uh, Tyler Smith, and they asked him about, you know, his timeline. When is When will he return? And Jason Peters had a lot to say, so we'll get to that uh, on today's first word. Uh, just, just a grit, uh, finishing plays, technique, uh, knowing what to do and playing fast, uh, keeping his nose clean and stuff, you know, on and off the field. You know, I'm going to help him out. I helped him a little bit today, just trying to get his technique and all that stuff in rhythm. How long will it take you to get ready in your mind? Uh, it'll be a couple weeks. Just, you know, being in pass and getting my feet up under me. It's not going to take long. I mean, you never know what will happen. Uh, like I say, I'm, a, I'm ramping up. If I, if I feel good enough, I'm going to jump out there. You know, I just want to get my legs up under and see how I feel, you know, in pass with the helmet. Because, you know, I hadn't been in pass or helmet since, you know, December. Well, January. So, we're just going to see. I don't have a game circle, but I'm working to... You know, be be ready in a couple, be available in a couple weeks. Your focus to be depth or, or to start left out. It don't matter whatever they ask me. If, if if Smith get in there and start rolling, and they want to keep him, you know, I'm gonna just help him, help him along. I ain't I ain't no guy that's gonna feel some kind of way if I don't get in there and start. But if they ask me to start, I'm gonna get in there and go to work. I'm gonna get in there and go to work. That was the first word Jason Peters talking about. Obviously, mentoring Tyler Smith and where he's at timeline-wise to, to get ready. He said a couple weeks, and he said it a few times. I, I th- It's going gonna, it's gonna to present a very interesting situation here. Uh, in a good way, by the way. In a good way, because he did come in and he said, hey, man, if they need me to be the starter, I'll be the starter. If they need me to kind of just come off the bench, I'll come off the bench. So, you know, there's a whole, a whole other discussion you can have about best five. And it's hard-pressed for me to really look at this and look at Peters and not include him in the best five. With that said, we know how much importance Mike McCarthy puts on continuity. Right? He uses that a lot. So if, you know, you get Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern playing well the first two weeks, do you pull do you make a move so that's something for later down the line regardless Dallas has quality depth now in Jason Peters that if you really think about it allows them to have quality depth at another position because you could bump down Tyler Smith so as we talk about Jason Peters we know he won't be available for the first game and that's what we'll get into after the the phone call we got here with Danny Savage on the horn so once we get out of this call I'll come back to the Bucks defensive line versus the Cowboys offensive line. Of course, the Pulse of the Nation is presented by the Cochran Firm. It's Cochran Firm, Scott. What are you talking about here, man? Look, since 2005, the Cochran Firm of Texas has served the DFW area community by Larry Taylor and Brian Pope, two amazing attorneys that will fight for you if you are in the DFW area. They handle the most challenging civil cases involving personal injury, wrongful death, fraud, truck and automobile accidents and much more. And they handle their cases on a contingent fee basis. So hit up the Cochran firm at 1-800-THE-FIRM or visit thecochrantexas.com for your free consultation today. What's up, Danny? What you got for us today, brother? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
haven't gotten that riled up yet. I'm only on my first cup of coffee. Man, you just help me out. You here. shouldn't need no help coffee today, man. We we talking real <laughs> football today. Game planning for the the week one op. Okay, so it, you should be fired up in general. But what's up? Yes, I, listen. I get fired up. I see your cactus chat. Yeah. I do get fired up, but then we got the Brooklyn brawler in the middle. Oh damn! Tyler Badass going up against uh. Maga. Oh, you did. Come on, so it's, it's 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 you know it's like real quick. What what was the date that Tyron went down that he looked like he got shot? What 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 date was that? August twenty fourth. Why did it take us this long to sign Peters? That's my first question. Well, no, you ain't you ain't going to get an argument out of me. I feel like I, I, I that's so funny you say this because I was texting Vach yesterday. I said I would have signed Peters that Friday. That way he would have had it an extra week. Well, you can't yeah. sign him that day. It was that night. You got to be realistic. I, I Realistically, you could sign Peters by that Friday um, if all goes well. But it didn't happen, so you kind of put yourself a week behind the, the eight ball. Did they think like a left tackle was going to magically appear one day in the locker room? I don't, I don't know, Danny. Yeah, I don't know why they, they waited so then, long. Yeah. Then another point I'm going to make is, and this is kind of scary, but it, it might be true. I think the tyrant that we were marching out this year, as crazy as this sounds, a healthy Jason Peters is probably an upgrade. The retirement that was going to be marched out there this year. I yeah, I mean, that's pure mean, speculation. I, I, we don't know what Tyron, Tyron was going to look like uh, at healthy. You said a healthy Tyron. So usually when I think healthy Tyron, well, I think well, top five tackle. I, I get that. But when I saw his five snaps versus Denver, I knew we were in trouble. Who? Because he looked like When we practiced against Denver. Oh, Denver. Okay, actually, okay. When we when we practiced against Denver, and he actually went out there for five snaps, mm. five snaps. He looked horrendous. His footwork. He looked like the Tin Man. He looked like he was on stilts. Like Danny, the the let me just stop you right there, Danny. You saw five snaps, and not all five snaps were bad snaps. Number one, number two, Tyron. Bad. Tyron took bad. more than five snaps out there in one on ones and in team drills. You're not there. And from every indication of those who were there, Tyron Smith still had a solid practice until he obviously got hurt. So you're you're basically basing that off of pure speculation, which is fine. A lot of this is speculation. Uh, but last year when Tyron was healthy and when Peters was healthy, Tyron Smith was the better left tackle. And that's no knock on Peters. Peters was pretty damn good last year. But you, you said healthy. Yeah, yeah. If Tyron Smith is healthy, yeah. not, not lingering, not dealing with something yeah. healthy, give me Tyron Smith over – 95% of this league at tackle. So I'm just going off of what I you mean, said. Healthy. Yeah. Peters Peter doesn't look that out of shape, to be honest with you. No one he said he was. Like ready to, yeah. He Peter. looks like he's ready. He looks like he's ready to go. Yeah. But now you're saying because of the, the rules or something, he has to sit out the first game? I, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I didn't say that. No. He, oh, okay. he, he, right. he said he's going to need a couple weeks to ramp up. I mean, which is, he even said it in, in the interview I, you know, haven't put on a helmet or pad since January. So, again, I know Cowboys fans. I know NFL fans. And I, I do this myself. Oh, we signed a player. Put him out there. Let's go. This ain't Madden. You know, this dude hasn't practiced in, in what, nine months. So he needs an extra, you know, a couple weeks to kind of get football shape. And that's just that's just natural. No, I hear you. 
Great call as always. Uh, I enjoyed the draft the other night. You know, I didn't know what I was doing because <laughs> I couldn't find my rankings. They were all over the place. But uh, yeah. everybody missed out. They should have been there. So yeah, it was fun, man. Really, Good time. You're gonna be on later on 306 with the watch and uh, Come on, man. We, 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 we ready to roll. It's game week. Oh, we, right. we there. It's work time. Just checking, just check. Do you remember that I don't know what it was. It, there was one wrestling match oh, where Cactus came out three times. Do you remember that? Royal Rumble. It was like a Royal Rumble. He came out Mick Foley came, came out, out three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He came out as Cactus, Dude Love. And Mankind. Mankind. Yeah, it was yeah. classic, man. Oh, I just wanted Classic world. Chuck that out there. All right, man. Good calls, guys. Good calls. Appreciate you, man. You got it. Danny waking me up early in the morning, man. Mr. Rice say, Twan, don't come in with the BS. You mean you're right, Twan. Don't, don't. Y'all know how I do. But no, you know, that's, that's, I mean, listen, he could be right in regards to the Tyron Jason's Peters thing. I'm just going off of a healthy Tyron. I ask y'all, how many tackles are you taking over a, a healthy Tyron Smith? Not a dinged up Tyron. Not I got my ankle rolled over by Connor McGovern and I'm out here playing on a bum ankle or or I woke up and my back's hurt. A healthy Tyron. Ain't too many of those I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jason Peters is 74. Mankind was underrated. Mankind... And I don't want to turn this into a wrestling pod, but Mankind, when he won the world title for the first time, the WCW made a massive mistake. Massive mistake. That might have pushed pushed the end of WCW. <laughs> Joseph. All right, look. So we we, we got into to this Jason Peters thing. But Jason Peters won't be available for week one. This will most likely be your offensive line for week one, right, Cowboys Nation? Gonna see Tyler Smith at left tackle. Gonna see Connor McGovern at left guard. Tyler Biotish at center. Zach Martin at right guard. And Terrence Steele at right tackle. At first glance, yeah, I mean, this is going to be, it's going to be a challenge. Now, there's some, there's some, some possible upgrades, or at the very least, you'll get the same solid play. I think in week one, and when I say possible, I mean definitely. And I'm talking about Zach Martin, right? Obviously, you get Zach Martin back uh, in there at right guard, where Connor McGovern held his own. And to be honest, now was he Zach? No, but but he held his own as best best he could, and he wasn't. I don't think a liability. Uh, for the most part over there because I kind of dub him now right guard McGovern. Right guard McGovern is a different situation than left guard McGovern. Now let's see if left guard can catch up to right guard McGovern. Then on that right side, Terrence Steele. This might be a this might be controversial to some. But a year three healthy Terrence Steele on the right side, I would say is equivalent to what you got the first game back from Lyle Collins last year. And that's not that's not saying that Lyle was bad cuz I don't I don't agree with that moniker. I, I know I I've seen that happen uh throughout the social media Twitter sphere YouTube situation where people looked at the Collins game against the Bucks and said it was bad. It was not a bad game. 
especially for a guy that came back for the first time since 2020. But at the very least, I think you'll get that, that similar performance, maybe even better with year three Terrence Steele, who's a little bit more athletic, et cetera, than you got with a guy coming off the injury. So I think your right side, I actually feel comfortable with. It is going to be from the left of Zach Martin over where just regardless of what you want to say, it's a big fat question mark against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers front. Now let's take a look at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers front. And let's just start with the man that controls this entire situation. And we're talking about Vita Vea. Listen, when I went back and I watched the tape and, uh, I couldn't help as I'm finding plays. I was watching specifically for certain things, offensive line, certain plays, etc. I just couldn't help but keep making this face right here. God damn. Shit. Vita Vea, I, he's your dream nose tackle. He is your dream. He is nose tackle one is what I've been calling him in the NFL. He was absolutely a wrecking ball in that game and you're going to need multiple guys to block him that's your best bet now when he was one-on-one he listen Tyler Biotis I hope you've improved I hope you've gotten stronger because you got a very tough test week one and when they lined him up directly over Tyler Biotis and he got no help it was tough it was tough now Ndamukong Sue is no longer there but they still have William Golston who has been with the Bucks for a while. He's there, one of their run-stop guys, does some interior things, some five-tech things when they go into a 3-4. And then their pass rusher, Shaq Barrett. We all know Shaq, right? He, he, he's been one of the best pass rushers in the league the last three years. Actually leads the league in pressures combined over the last three years uh, and had a sack on Dak last year, which in reality, I think that came down to Dak kind of running into that sack. And then Joe Tryon uh, was is the young rusher who started to come on a little bit last year, uh, replacing in a way JPP. And I say in a way because they're different style of players. But their biggest get this year was Akeem Hicks. They lost Ndamukong Sue, but they replaced him with Akeem Hicks. Both are run guys, but I think Akeem Hicks has been more of a run guy over the last few years run-stopping guys, I should say, then Anadamagin Sue. Now, historically speaking, the Bucks over the last few years have been a very good run-stopping defense. They were third last year in yards per game, 11 in yards per carry. When you got Vita Vea and Akeem Hicks, you're probably still going to be a bit of a challenge to run on these boys up the middle. And that's how they build their team. They build their, their defense with power in the middle to allow those linebackers behind him, the Davids, the uh, uh, the Levante David, and Devin White to just run free as best they can because they're athletic and they're good and they're pro bowlers slash all pros in that man. But when I was watching these guys from our game, I said, well, I know from the from the from my head, the Cowboys weren't running all that well against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers up the middle. In my head, I remember that, but I said, let me go back and watch. Let me go back and see. It really wasn't easy. When Dallas decided to run inside the tackles, right, run up the A to B gap, 
They averaged less than two yards per carry against Tampa Bay last year. Less than two yards per carry. It was a talking point of emphasis going into the game and coming out of it for good reason. Because like I said earlier, their defense was built to be powerful in the middle, not get pushed back, and to allow their athletic linebackers to make plays or secondary, as you see on this play, to make plays. And I don't think there's much of a difference this year. They've built it the same way. Vita Vea returned. They just swapped the Dominican Sioux with Akeem Hicks. Now, can Akeem stay healthy? That's a different story, but he's healthy for week one. <laughs> so he's here. Levante David is here. Devin White is here. So those athletic linebackers are still around. William Golson is, is back, etc. I don't think it's going to be easy to run up the middle against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, similar to last year when I was prepping for this same exact game, I come away with kind of the same exact situation. Yeah, you can't run up the middle on these guys on a consistent basis, but you can attack the edges. And I feel like Dallas kind of knew that coming into that game. The only problem is I don't think they did it enough from the ground game department, but they sure as hell did it in the air. But you have to attack the edges, in my opinion. That's where your advantage lies, whether it be with Tyron Smith or Tyler Smith that tackle. It doesn't matter. Now, like I said, from a running standpoint, they didn't, they really didn't do it deliberately enough, in my opinion. You saw Zeke kind of bounce it outside from time to time. But when they did do it deliberately like this or or with a pitch or something like that, it worked for the most part. It worked. The long handoffs, a.k.a. those quick hitters to the running backs, to the wide receivers, where you get, you know, a guy like TP in a split formation and you get him the ball right now. Those things worked. This helps protect the offensive line, whether it be in the passing game, which is a big factor in why Dak was only sacked one time, even though he passed the ball almost 60 times. They got the ball out of his hands quick, 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 quick. So here's my theory on how the offensive line and, and, and Kellen Moore can attack this defensive line. That gives you trouble up the middle. Conventional wisdom would tell you, hey, man, thunder lightning. When you got a thunder lightning duo, you pound them with the thunder, loosen them up, and then lightning comes in and does this and does that. I think I'll reverse it. I think I'd flip that. I think I'd make Tampa commit and overcommit on the edges. Dealing with the speed, whether it be with Turpin, whether it be with Tony Pollard, whether it be with CeeDee Lamb on a reverse or whatever, right? Coming out the back for whatever you want to do, whether it be with a tight end screen, but make them commit to dealing with the horizontal aspect of your offense, because all it's going to take is one wrong angle for Zeke to truck over somebody or for Zeke to make a jump cut. Because Zeke, he's a different runner now. Zeke is going to beat you with his vision. Zeke is going to beat you with his, his jump cut ability. He's no longer going to outrun you. He's going to use his power, but he, he's not really going to bowl your head over either. But Zeke is just a different player. It is what it is. So use that at-snap motion, that pre-snap motion. Get these guys moving horizontally with the speed threat. And then send Zeke right up that middle. I got to be right up the middle, but you know what I mean. 
So that's kind of how I'm looking at it this year. Well, this week. A little bit unconventional from a game planning standpoint. Most teams will elect to use their power back first, get the three yards, cloud of dust, and then come in with their speed guy. I just worry with Kellen Moore not committing to the run game. And let's be frank here. This this year is about running the rock. I mean, we can say that every year, but but seriously, there is no longer Amari Cooper, who was very important in that game. There's no longer uh, Michael Gallup. I say no longer, but Michael Gallup's going to be a bit uh, until he comes back, probably week three. Then it's going to take a little few more weeks. But you don't have that luxury early on to lean on three top-end wide receivers, right? So you got to lean on this ground game. And if you're going to do that in week one, don't don't be stubborn in the sense of don't just run generic A-gap runs, I-formation, they don't even run I-formation, but right up the middle, shotgun. Don't, don't, don't be generic in that sense. Do what works. And when you look at last year's tape against these same Tampa Bay Buccaneers, attacking the edges worked. Let me say this before I hop back into the phone lines. Initially, right after that game, a lot of people were pissed off at Kellen Moore uh, for for the game plan because Dak threw the ball a lot. Even if you play Monday morning quarterback, and when when Dak said, "Hey," or not Dak, when Kellen said, "Yeah," you know, Dak audible like twelve calls. That's still about forty something throws, more comfortable than you like. But when you actually watch that game, the game plan is not the reason why you lost, in my opinion. Not week one. I was fine with it. The next day, after I kind of thought about it and I watched, I'm like, I don't really see the big deal why everybody's snapping out. You didn't lose that game because of the game plan. If you're averaging 1.9 yards per carry up the middle and you've ran it up the middle eight times, but you're more successful on the outside, whether it be a pitch or whether it be a throw, whatever, continue to do that. If you want to nitpick about that game plan, you can say, well, he should have attacked attack the, uh, the team the 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 bucks on the ground on the edge a little bit more i'd counter and say he did do that he did it with the short passing game so i don't really have an issue with how that happened last year especially when your advantage was with a healthy michael gallup amari cooper cd lamb i have a problem with that if you go look at some of those some of those catches there michael gallup played a big factor until he got hurt he was getting a lot of quick screens in fact they, I thought Kellen called a pretty decent game. He set up the Bucks. A lot of those quick screens, go look at one of the touchdown passes. We talked about it when we do our Kellen Moore back plays. Faked the quick screen, sent the guys on a fly route. They were wide open, wide open touchdown. So I'm here to say I personally didn't have an issue with week one from that standpoint. I don't think you lost because of that. You lost because you left four points on the field from your field goal kickers, right? Um, you lost because you had, I mean, we forget this, but as the Cowboys were driving down with uh, less than two minutes or whatever it was to go take the lead, you were about at about the 30-yard line, and then you had holding penalties. Could have been back-to-back. It might have been. I don't remember. Um, you had a holding penalty on Connor Williams, who held twice in reality, and that knocked you all the way back to about third, I think it was 25, from close to the fifty. And it took a catch and a couple missed passes from, um, who was it? Amari Cooper to put you back in deep field goal range. 
And then that's when Dallas took the lead. So I digress on that situation. I don't think you can come into this into this game with the same game plan because you don't have the same weapons and you have your receiving course entirely different. But I'm just speaking on how to attack the, the Bucks defensive front, which is still formidable, in my opinion, led by Todd Bowles, who is one of the best in the industry. All right, let's get to the OG B-Bird first call of the season as we prep for week one, man. What's good, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How was your weekend, brother? It was good. It was long. It was it was kind of the last long weekend I'll have here for quite some time, so I had to make sure to enjoy that. Well, good, good, man. Hey, one thing, I appreciate you running that film because what one thing I did notice is one of my pet peeves, which is <clears> – <throat> If you have a pretty good offensive line, I don't know why they do real tight situations with tight ends and bring everybody in and kind of pack that area and then try to run inside. To me, I think it, it does your live in a disservice when you bring these extra blockers in and what they're bringing in is, is extra defensive bodies and it makes it tight to move in there and move people out. I don't know why like teams don't do more three wide sets, four wide sets, and then run the ball because you have less men in the box naturally. But if you notice, even when they had the uh, tight offensive sets when they ran wide, see, it works well when you run wide because everybody's yes. inside. Yes. And so I don't understand why we even – like that's, like, that's kind of counter, counter to what, you know, you really want to do. You don't want to run where everybody's at. You want to run away from where, where everyone is. And that's why it kind of – you look at, the, at your film, that's, it worked. Like yeah. when they ran outside, when they had tight sets, they got yards. When they ran inside, when they had tight sets, they didn't get any yards. You know, and so – it was just like those things are just simple things to me. You you mean I mean that's a great eye because it was something I was going to bring up, but I said nah, I forget about it. I don't, but you noticed it. You're absolutely right. In tight sets doesn't necessarily have to mean three tight ends or two tight ends either. Um, we see the Rams do this a lot, and they do it amazingly because they run everything mostly out of it. They'll bring in the receivers tight. Uh, you'll yeah. see Amari Cooper last year in some of these plays. He'll motion in, and then he'll kind of. Bounce, 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 and he gets like kind of a crack back on, on the uh, defense and or linebacker. But if you're running to the outside, I, I think that's the best way because you get guys like Tony Pollard in space and you get Zeke Elliott on a cornerback who doesn't want to tackle him. Um, so I'm with you. But when you motion a guy inside and you got two tight end sets and you got Vita Vea and, and Sue in the middle and Golston and you're not doing anything up front in a unique way, right? You're just kind of firing off and trying to move these guys and then you run Zeke Elliott up the middle, that's really not the way to go, in my opinion, not on this team at least. I feel like you got to get this line moving. You got to get these big boys moving and tire them out from a horizontal standpoint and make these linebackers have to think. So if if I'm coming into this game, Kellen Moore, I'm running a lot of pre-snap and at-snap motion. And if I'm going to be tight, I'm going to be tight because I want to show them this set, run outside, and then play off of that, which, which again, Sean McVay does extremely well. Yeah, and so um, one of the things, man, I know you've been uh, screaming about swing tackle, uh, yeah. you know, getting acquired to swing tackle early in camp. And one of the things uh, that I've seen is that uh, Jason Peters may not be up to speed for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, man, I tell you, <clears throat> that time period is um, is one of the main reasons why you get the swing tackle in. For the talent, right, because we need to upgrade talent-wise. But if you get him in camp, he's ready to go. 
Yeah. The thing is, is that you know we've got we're excited for the signing. It's a good signing, but two weeks. Uh, this ain't like missing two games. This isn't baseball, and it's not basketball. Mm. Two games is a lot to miss, man. And and really, what that is is this mismanagement of your assets. Like you should have got that guy earlier, like you were saying, Scott. And then the guys, the guys ready to go week one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then because you know you don't know what two games can do to you. Uh, it could be he could be he could be the difference between a win and a loss. You know. Uh, you, you know I've been clamoring for this for a while now. The argument could be well, you do think Jason Peters was going to come in here to be a backup early in camp. Well, according to Jason Peters, we can say it's just, you know, PC. He said, hey, if I got to be a backup, got to be a backup, right? I feel like, you know, we're, we're a reactive organization. We're not a, an organization that goes out there and gets in front of anything, whether it be contractually, personnel, whatever. Um, what we do is we lean on Will McClay to protect this organization. Uh, and when I say that, I mean by young offensive linemen or young players via the draft or diamond in the rough, rough guys in free agency. Th- yeah, they could have reached out to, to Jason Peters earlier. I just don't know if he would have came in earlier to, to definitely be a backup behind Tyron. I don't know. But I don't care. Call him and ask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Call him and see. Because uh, right now he's telling us, yeah, if I got to teach these young bucks, I help teach these young bucks, you know. If I got to be a swing tackle, I'll be a swing tackle. If I got to be a starter, I'll be a starter. So it's kind of one of the issues I had with Barr. Barr coming in late, I would have loved for him to come in early so he can compete against LVE, but it didn't happen. So now where we are, where we are. But nonetheless, they're both here. You added some depth. I hope it works out, B-Bird. Uh, but we'll see. One game at a time. Now, now one thing, too, is uh, I, the, the first things I've, I've heard was uh, you know Tyler saying how much he's already helping him with yeah. the things, you know, um, stance, bending knees, and some other things like that. And I can tell you that in our, our roster, when guys like that come on, uh, you're going to see is a void of that stuff there because those guys walk right in and feel it. And yeah. I think the Joneses don't necessarily value experience uh, or differ, differing experience from other teams or whatever, but but you see our guys do. Um, they're really kind of – they really kind of migrate to those kind of people. And so – it tells you there's a value to those guys. You know, we talk about free agents coming in, and not just their what they can bring physically, but what they can bring mentally to our guys, and just help out a Tyler man, make him be better than what he would have been had had Jason Peters not signed. Yeah, I, see, Ty, Tyler Smith, and really all those guys, but but definitely Tyler. I mean, dude is in a, a very great situation. You got Jason Peters to pick your brain off, Hall of Famer, probably first ballot. We'll see. Tyron Smith to pick pick their brain, Hall of Famer. Zach Martin, Hall of Famer. And here's the beauty of it for Tyler. Both positions he'll probably play this year, right? Yeah. You got a guy like Zach to help you at the guard spot and then Tyron and Jason to help you at the uh, tackle spot. So, you know, he, he's in a good situation himself. These guys definitely, listen, veteran veteran leadership matters. This, this stuff matters. I, I'm not saying that just to say it. We We've heard guys talk about it all the time. And I'm just glad they, they got a guy like Jason. I mean, I know we could have got Eric Fisher, right? I know a lot. And I was, I was on the Eric Fisher bandwagon until I realized Jason still wanted to play. And then I looked at Jason Peters and saw how good he did. I'm like, hell yeah, I take a Jason Peters. Yeah. So, you know, Eric Fisher or the Jason Peters we saw last year, I'll take Jason Peters 10 times out of 10 because of what he's going to help you with on the field and off. And my last thing, uh, 
style would be this. I want to ask, um, did Farniak and Conor McGregor, uh, do you think they got a real legitimate try at the center position to unseat the Irish? I just don't, you know, no. I feel like they kind of threw those guys in at the end. And I'm going to take your answer offline, man. I, yeah, I appreciate you taking my call, man. And I'm going to listen offline. But I just want to get the, get your answer on that. Thanks, B-Bird. Appreciate the call as always, man. No, I, I don't think that McGovern or Forniak got a, a, a fair shot at this. I think they went into this, which is weird because Stephen Jones, after the draft, was definitely, hey, man, this this center position, we got a guy like Forniak. We got, who was the other guy? Lindstrom and, and those who they signed in undrafted free agents. So I, listening to Steven, thought that there was going to be a legitimate competition. I don't believe there ever really was. Now, that's not to say one player is better than the other, because I don't think we got a chance to really see that. Uh, we like a lot of what we saw from uh, Forniak from a physical standpoint. But as we know, the center position is much more of a mental game. Um, I shouldn't say then it is as a, than a physical game, but a lot of that mental aspect is important. And I think that's where Tyler Biotish, let's just be honest, just wasn't one of the better ones at. He was an average center, which is fine in general. But to me, I look at it this way. This is how I always will be. If you are an average talent or, or average production or just average player, then I welcome potential upgrade. I welcome a challenge. I welcome competition. And I thought that was going to be with Forniak, I, I was very excited to see that. It didn't happen. This is this is who it's going to be. It's going to be Tyler Biotis. But uh, the McGovern thing was strange because they waited so late. It's like, why are y'all waiting till the last week of practice? I, I didn't get it, Cowboys. I didn't get it. I understand. Shout out to those in the chat. We got 600 rocking right now. Appreciate you guys. Do me a favor, hit that like button. Let's jump into this chat and see what y'all talking about. Uh, King says, I think it will be a good game to have Lamb play in the slot. I was going to save this aspect to, for tomorrow, but we'll probably end up doing the reverse tomorrow. I'm just excited to talk actual football, yo. But let's talk about that for a quick second. I think CD Lamb is going to play in the slot mostly all year. I think that's the best way to hide C.D. Lamb. And if you listen to Mike McCarthy, who is not really going to give everything away, and every time they ask him about a game plan or they ask him about, hey, you know, this or that, he's like, I don't really want to tell you all this, but just know, yeah, we understand teams are going to be looking at C.D. Lamb and we, we've got a plan. And based off of what I saw last year, I'm sorry, not last year, but what I saw at training camp, CD Lamb is going to play a lot of slot king. Uh, last year, Amari Cooper's split was something around 65 35, if I'm not mistaken. Outside to inside, I think was with CD Lamb, I would go maybe maybe 45 55. I think he I think he might have to play more slot than he plays outside. I'm not seeing go quite 90% like he did his rookie year, but he might have to play more in slot than he did on the outside, which again, I won't, I won't be a hypocrite. I was excited to see CD lamb kind of focus out there a little bit more because I think you can use him vertically, but I also understand no Michael Gallup for a few games. And then even then it's going to be interesting. No Mari Cooper anymore to kind of take away coverage. 
the best way to hide a guy like that is to move him around. So move him around. Let me get to a couple super chats. I see you guys. I appreciate y'all. One second. Super chat. All right. We got DCB for life says, what's up? How about them Cowboys? Yes, sir. And then K choice 25 super chat. $5 donation. Just want to say, keep up the great work. Will Superman still. Thank you, K-Choice. Appreciate you, brother. All right, let's hop back into the phone line. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Grande Poppy. Super chat. $5 donation. He says, who do you think is going to have a surprisingly good game? Me, personally, Tober. Stay tuned, Grande Poppy. We, we, we gotta, we're milking this thing out, all right? We'll probably get to that on Friday when we do our predictions and, and, and whatnot. So appreciate the donation, though. Uh, let's get to Los on the horn. What's good, Los? All right, man, I'll make my phone call quick. Sure. I'm ready for week one, man. I think everyone is. We've been waiting for this week, I think, ages, man. It's time to let go of the past. You know, we can't do anything about last year mm. or years before that. You know, every year we have a chance. And I'll say this. I mean, I know we're, we're not a juggernaut of a team, but I think I went through this with Law Nation the other day. I think we just if you just have court, uh, the quarterback on your team and a guy like Dak Prescott, you always have a chance. So you have to have sure. optimism. There. And I hope this week one, this offensive line is able to set off the run and help Dak offensively. Because if they're running plays to hold on to the ball, man, I'm kind of kind of iffy because you're you're asking a rookie his first ever NFL game to you know hey. Go 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 out there, play left tackle like an all-pro. And, you know, same thing with all these, you know, basically all these offensive linemen. They got to be able to set the tone early. And I hope they're able to do that. And, that, I mean, that's that's it. And the, you, they better use Tony Pollard. If Tony Pollard does not get more than five points <laughs> a game, you are losing, period. And that's it, Sky. Uh, you, have a, you have a blessed morning. Uh, may, God, may God keep putting blessings upon you. And you prosper, man. And I, I, I have one one opinion though, Sky. Yeah. Find me out. It, I, it's it's not not Cowboys related, but can you grade my fantasy? <laughs> your the whole team, or or just your your best players, or what are we doing? Just my starters. Sure. All right, because I I need to know if I if I got a solid team. So quarterback, I got Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. My two running backs is Devontae and that Jaguars running back. Which I one? Got Cooper Cup. The Clemson cat? Uh, Travis, I think. Yeah. And who was the other running back? And then I got Devontae from the Broncos. Oh, Javante Williams. Wide- okay. Okay. Yeah. And then for my wide receivers, I have Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb. You know, I got to have Cowboys. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And tight end. Man, it's like hit or miss is Schultz, and my flex is Johnson. Is who? What do you think? You think I can win week one with that? Who's your flex? Uh, Johnson, the wide receiver, uh, number one from uh, Steelers, Deontay. Oh, Deontay. I don't know who you play week one. I don't know all these rosters week one, but uh, yeah, I, mean, it's a, I like it. I like it. 
Obviously, the running back situation is a bit weird because Javante Williams apparently is going to be splitting more carries again this year, which sucks because I think he's a really good good back. Um, yeah, that's a good team, man. Uh, I would make a, I would definitely be in the trade department, though, for a running back. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, – yeah, hey. You, you have to have strength somewhere, <laughs> and you have to have your weakness. And I hope Kellen Moore knows that because your strength ain't the offensive line. I'll tell you right that now, Scott. Yeah. Peace. All right, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, Lowe's, for calling in. No one else asked me to grade their fantasy. <laughs> Not today. Save that for Friday when we roll out the TV and whatnot. But, hey, I got to get my guy Lowe's. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. We can't run it back there, man. <laughs> Toxic wanted to vec. Almost. Felt bad, though, because I said I would, I would, I would grade it. All right, let's get to 903. What it is, what it do. Hey there. How you doing? How you doing, Scott? Big Andrew. What's good, Andrew? Yes, sir. Not much. I'm I think the I think the office line be doing pretty good. I think uh what I'm thinking is that I think the that uh which car will be taking somebody's spot when he get worked out, where if you play that this in the night, because you know he's flexible. Um other than that. I thought they have a good side of life a couple of weeks once they get uh, James in. Cause, no, James going to take somebody's job. I'm being for real. I, I think he's going to take Connor or whoever, Governor, where's his name? Yeah, he's going to take his spot of somebody. Are you it'd talking, be nice to have. Who? Yes, sir. Jason? Jason? Is that what you mean? Jason Peters? Yeah, Jason Peters. I say, yeah, Jason. I think he's going to take somebody's spot in line and get worked in. Mm-hmm. And it'd be nice to have all both all the Smiths on the line if he ever get healthy or ever play any year. But I think I think they got I think they got a good good deal going on because you know like I said he can play different positions and that's a, that's a plus you know had them two on the same side possible I think the line be solid. I mean, so you want to put Jason Peters at left guard? Yeah, wherever you can play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wherever you can play. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would love to put him at tackle and slide Tyler inside the left guard, but. I get what you're saying. You're just saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think he, like I said, since he's flexible, which probably do good in that position. Since he's flexible, I'm pretty sure they're gonna move him around somewhere. They know he can fit more in one position. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a veteran. He's played some right guard in his career. He's played a little bit of right tackle. He's he he can he can do what he do. But he's a left he's a left tackle. I think. Yeah, but like I said, if he take that position, I'm pretty sure they'll move Smith whatever. Somewhere else, I think they still work though. But they all be on the line eventually. I got you. That's all I'm thinking. I got you, bro. I think they be. I think they do good like that. To be on the line that they have one of the best lines. If uh, Rich Collar ever come back from his injury, they might put him back. If he come back, they'd be even better. So that's all I was saying, man. I think Dallas Cowboys. Well, I ain't trying to look some of the office line a little bit because you know because. It's like try and error right now, but I think that'd be all right. Indeed. They'll figure it out. Indeed. Hey, appreciate yeah. the call, man. All right, thank you. Yeah, this was a conversation that was, uh, I think Standback brought up on, on their show. He would actually put Jason Peters at left guard. He was kind of the only one thinking that situation. When, when the caller, I think it was Drew, he reminded me of that part of the show. I wouldn't do that. 
I don't. I didn't play in the league, but I'm just saying. I, Jason Peters looked really damn good at left tackle last year for, you know, a guy at that I, at that age. I would just slide him at left tackle, move um, Tyler Smith in the guard, where it's a little bit e- easier transition, and uh, then move on from there. King said, "Does does Peters even have position flex like that?" No, no, not really. He played some right guard, so I guess you can say, "Hey, if I go from left to right, one." wasn't good at it but he played some right guard due to injury in, in philly um and no left guard experience really at all for the most part but he was good he was good at left tackle man can <laughs> create my third grade book before y'all ain't uh let's get to 205 what it is what it do Two oh five, you are on a delay, brother. All right, we're gonna go ahead and pause two oh five because he's listening to me on a delay. Let's get to four three two. What it do? Four three two, you are live. Still. Oh, here we go. I'm about to say, man, sheesh, what's up? <laughs> man, it's hard watching on YouTube and trying to call in on it the is. phone, man. It is. Hey, man, my name is Rick. What's up, my Rick? My friends call me The Rick. And, man, I'm pumped up, man. Another Cowboys game week, man. Another Cowboys season. Hmm. I'm going to call it before everybody else calls it, man. Dak Prescott, MVP. We Ooh. keep talking about the O-line. I know, man. I got the o but Dak Prescott, we forget when he's on, when he's healthy, he's one of the best in the league, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree at that. He's definitely one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he's on and healthy. Uh, MVP, listen, I, I I say this all the time. I would sacrifice MVP for Super Bowl MVP. Hey, I'm with you there, man. I'm with you there. I just want to share one thing, man. My dad was the biggest, I mean, the biggest Cowboys fan. And uh, he passed this last February, man. So I just think, man, there's something special going to happen this mm. year. He would always, this time of year, he would always tell people, it's our year, just like every year. And the haters would tell him, just like they say, y'all say that every year. And I'm going to say one thing, and I'm going to get off, and my dad would say this. And I've seen five. He said, I've been right five times. So, man, I just think it's going to happen again. I'm excited, man. I love listening listening to you guys. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get off just listen to the rest of the show. But, hey, I called it, man. Dak Prescott, he's going to ball out. I'm going to hold you so to man, it, man. And I, I hope you're right. I, I think he'll ball out as well. But my condolences, brother, and um, I hope our boys get this ring for him. Yes, sir, man. I think something, something special is going to happen, man. But I'm going to listen all season. I might call in and say, hey, I told y'all, Dak is going <laughs> to ball out. Love it. Call back in, man. Appreciate you, dog. You you as well. You as well. Man, Dak Prescott, MVP. Personally, I would love to see him because he, he do that because he'll stick it to all these haters. But I, I say it all the time, man. Give me, I'll sacrifice the MVP for Super Bowl MVP. That's real. That's real. Hey, I, I love this these two comments here. So I'm going to go ahead, and these are going to be my fan-focused comments of the morning presented by Boston Scientific. Special K, 
He said, Sky, you need a call drop button. I nominate Steve Austin's what? Oh, write that down, special. Okay. What? Yes. Yes. I'm getting, I should have that for tomorrow, special. Okay. If I don't, make sure you, you virtually yell at me. I'll make sure I have it tomorrow. Also, Paul, I never can say your last name, Paul Rowe. But Paul Rowe, he says, great signing for the Cowboys. Who's a better backup than Peters? Also, he's still a better left tackle than most. That is my whole point of the Jason Peters signing. No matter how old he is, no matter if, if Eagle fans want to troll you, he's better than what our backup situation is. And if we're being completely honest, he probably, from a statistical standpoint, was your, was better than any left tackle not named Tyron Smith on your your roster right now. Not even probably. It's a fact. So you get a you get kind of a two for one there. You get a really good backup and you get a starting left tackle based off of last year. Now he's he's older, so things can happen. Uh, but I really really do love this signing. I do. And that was the fan focused comments of the morning presented by Boston scientific diabetes heart disease and prostate cancer procedures can contribute to ed many men weren't aware of this or of all the treatment options that a board certified urologist can offer understand your options and learn where you can find an ed specialist in your area to help visit edcure.org to get the facts and find a urologist who can offer treatment options when others do not work again that's edcure.org, sponsored by Boston Scientific. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. If you're just now tuning in, welcome to ADZ Sports Live. I am Skywalker Steel. We got the bomb squad in the building deep. We're talking Cowboys offensive line versus the Tampa Bay defensive line. And if you look at the Tampa Bay front, it's going to be a bit of a challenge. But that's cool. I, I think this is a great great first opponent to kind of get your Cowboys new and improved if you want to new and improve revamp let's just say that revamped offensive line some work it's a good challenge that must suck a Vita Vea though man good man Jesus <laughs> sit the chat Hunter Floyd CD 1400 yards nine touchdowns over under I'm going to go, man, that's, damn, Hunter, that's a good one. I'll go slightly over both. Slightly over both. Paul says, so who are you helping on the Cowboys offensive line? Well, I would definitely lean towards Tyler Biotish whenever he's one-on-one against Vita Vea. But you also have to be mindful of Tyler Smith and Connor McGovern. Let me show y'all something real quick before I get um before I get to back back to the phone lines. There's a a lineup when I was watching this game 
over this weekend. Can I can I find it? Can I can I can I get it? There it goes. There was a a lineup, a personnel grouping that Ty Bowles used last year that reminded me of Dan Quinn. And I wrote on Twitter, often I talk about Dan Quinn being a mastermind, a, a defensive line guru, a mad scientist. He gets in a lab and he does all these exotic things because I think he he has the personnel to do so. Well, Ty Bowles is not far off from that. Ty Bowles is one of the most respected defensive coordinators in the last 10 years in the NFL. And he showed this lineup against Dallas maybe three or four times and had Via Veda, Via, Vita Vea on the wide nine technique and Ndamukong Sue wide nine. On the inside, it had JPP standing up over the center. All the linebackers and pass rushers, J, JT Barrett, uh, Shaq Barrett, JT Barrett, Shaq Barrett, all standing up inside of those guys and not knowing where any pressure was coming from. I mean, this is a such a crazy, wacky look um, that it actually got to Dallas on this play. It got pressure, and it was it resulted in in an incomplete pass. Now, I think they ran it about three or four times. They they were successful on one. They hit him with a quick outer again. Dallas did a lot of things to to just cut at Tampa last year in that game. It wasn't a lot of deep shots. It was mostly quick things, and I think they're they're going to have to do that again. But for the most part, this look worked for Tampa, and that's with Lyle Collins' experience. That's with Tyron Smith out there. So just imagine you get this look with a Tyler Smith at left tackle for the first time in his pro career next to Connor Will Connor McGovern at left guard for the first time against Tampa and the and Ty Bowles. And I know he played against him last year on right guard, so maybe that will help. But left guard Connor McGovern was a different version of right guard Connor McGovern. It is what it is. So I said on Twitter, I expect to see more games like this. I expect to see. Todd Bowles attack the left side, attack Tyler Biotish. I expect to see the, the running back giving help over there. So if I was Todd Bowles, I would definitely make the Cowboys add more help to Tyler Smith and then maybe attack Tyler Biotish one-on-one or attack McGovern one-on-one. So it's going to be a challenge. But again, I thought Kellen Moore called a decent game like I really didn't have an issue with it too much now it wasn't perfect he can be better and he has to be better this year because he has less talent so let's see how he responds let's see how he responds uh probably had his phone what you talking about in there man what you talking about in there all right let's get back to the phone lines see if 205 is back 205 you live Hey, Scott. How you doing? Good morning, good sir. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? I'm speaking with Bo. Big Bo? Quentin Bohanna? No, not that Bo. I wish. Ah. <laughs> What's up, man? But um, I want to ask you, I know that the defense is going to be better this year. And I wanted to know if you felt as though with the pass rush that they've been showing in the priest uh in the um training camp, if they would be able to get some pressure on Tom because they have been getting some quick pressure on the teams that we've had joint practices with and in games, 
Yeah. But Tom is a different animal. He gets the ball out so quick that it's hard to get pressure on yeah. him. But when you can, you can out you can obviously impact the game because he's human. So, and this is why I cannot wait to get into this in depthly tomorrow. You're absolutely right. Tom Brady is a different animal when it comes to getting the ball out. I do think the Cowboys will translate their pressure. They've been getting in offseason and preseason and in and, and joint practices to the field in general. I don't care who the quarterback is. The difference I think you're going to see this year, and I don't know, I have no idea if this is going to work or not. I'm just kind of going into this game plan, into this game and looking at the difference. I wrote on Twitter, and I'm jumping ahead here defensively. Give me a second. Last year when, when the Cowboys faced Tom Brady, Brent Urban played 50 snaps, right? Uh, where's come on? We'll find it. Brent Urban. Brent Urban played fifty snaps. Keanu Neal played. I don't know, somewhere around. Oh no, Keanu Neal played fifty snaps. Brent Urban played about twenty eight snaps. You didn't have Hooker. You didn't have Jabril Cox. Um, J. Ron Curse was just getting acclimated. I just think things are a bit different than they were last year. This year, the quick stuff I think can be combated with a Jabril Cox because he's more of a coverage guy. You're going to get pressure on Tom Brady up the middle with the Micah Parsons. LVE's probably going to play, but again, in my opinion, I would I think this should be a heavy Jabril Cox game. I just do because I don't think they're going to run the ball all that much. I don't think they're going to want to run the ball all that much. So, yes, it'll be a challenge, but I think when you have a J-Ron Curse more comfortable in his role, a Malik Hooker who can come down and do some things from a coverage standpoint, not that they'll ask him to a lot, um, Jabril Cox who can come down and take away these angles – even Anthony Barr, who stands at six foot five or whatever it is, you're getting long, athletic, rangy linebackers. Michael Parsons, if he needs to drop, you've got guys that I think can combat the quick game. It's just a matter of making sure Tom Brady doesn't outwit you. I think that's the, the biggest biggest factor. And I'm getting ahead of myself. I wanted to save this for tomorrow, but fantastic question. I hope I answered it. Yeah, you did. Um, that was just. The main thing I wanted to ask about, because I'm not worried about that, kind of worried about the left side of the line, but um, that's what the coaches get paid for, to scheme it up. Yeah. And hopefully they can team up that left side of the line so that you can't tell that we have a rookie over there and a um, – I'm going to say first-time starter, even though he started a few games last year because he didn't start against Temple. All right. And that's a different line than he faced last year in the start that he did have. Indeed. Indeed. We'll, we'll get into all that tomorrow, man. Appreciate the call, though. I appreciate it, Scott. Have a good day. You too. All right. Here's we're going to do. We're going to lock these things up. And we got about three left. And then we're going to roll up out of here. Good time today. Good time today. Much better on the phones today as well. Hey, listen, preseason's over. So we in regular season for us, too. We in regular season. So, um, yeah, I got a little bit ahead of myself uh, in regards to the off Cowboys defense against their offense. I think we're going to save that for most of it, at least, uh, for tomorrow. But that is something to kind of keep in your, in the back of your head here, you know. 
they they absolutely shredded us with kind of the quick stuff in, in the middle of the field stuff. No Gronk. No AB. But nonetheless, it's Tom Brady. He can make Julio Jones work. He can make Russell Gage work. We understand that. Um, but if you go back and watch that, LVE played 14 snaps in that game. And I want to say Jalen played around that. They, so combined, they played about 30 snaps. LVE is probably going to be your linebacker too this year. I, listen, I don't, I don't really, I don't even know if I can judge LVE off of this game because th- what's going to happen to him this game is really not in his forte right now. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. He used to be a fantastic open field tackler. Have struggled a bit over the last few years. His rookie year, he was fantastic in coverage over the last few years. Not so great in that in that department. Now, from a coverage standpoint, and I'm talking up. I'm done. I'm done talking. We're saving this tomorrow. We'll save this for tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get the nacho. What's good, nacho? My man, how you doing there? I'm good, brother. I'm good. Oh, my man. Hey, listen. Uh, I, I think this is a great start. You know, we, 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 we're not getting the love. They're not praising us. They're not, you know, putting us in a pedestal. I like it. I like that, that it'll, it'll bring a chip on every player's shoulders. Obviously, Dak, you heard him kind of say, hey, you're going to talk all that. Boom, boom, boom. That's fine. We're ready to roll. That's great. And I'm hoping that's the case. Uh, in the official signing of Peters, I think just that just for, for myself, and I'm assuming for most Cowboy fans, it gives us that kind of peace of mind. You know, we, you know, we, uh, I mean, I'm just hearing him speak and the way he, he carries himself. I mean, as a true professional that can come in and really help a young player like Tyler, you know, Smith, you know, kind of just be, be a professional football yeah. player, you know, be attention to technique and, and kind of help him. And I think he's going to, he's going to be a great mentor, not only to him, but I think just to the overall uh, offense, offense and the offensive line room. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't wait for him to, you know, in a few weeks to come in and, you know, obviously, wherever we go, whether we just kind of shift Tyler back to where originally was our plan at left guard and then have him be there at the left tackle and just, just put your best five out there, yeah. you know. And, and I've always kind of been skeptical about Philbin and, and him and his philosophy in terms of offense, and there's some good and bad in there. But uh, I'm really hoping that they can really kind of put that together and uh, – um, I tell you what, I'm even going to go out on a bold prediction and, 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 and an optimist prediction. And I think it's two points. Am I correct? Yeah, it's the Bucks two. Are coming in yeah, the Bucks, Bucks favored by two. By two? I'd say I take the points and I take Dallas at home. And let's, uh, Tom Brady is, what is he, like 6 and 0 against us? Hasn't lost yet. So let's, uh, we're at home. You know, we played them great last year at the beginning in, in Tampa, which I thought was one of the really most prolific football games that I've seen Dak Prescott and our, our team just overall play. Uh, even kudos to our coaching staff, the way they came in with the game plan and, and Kellen Moore kind of just keeping them on their toes. So it's going to be intriguing, you know, this year with two slightly different football teams on both sides of the yeah spectrum and see what see what we do but uh hey i'm excited i'd say i'd say we start off uh i know the first six games are gonna detail the whole season and where we go what we do but i'd say opening day 
I say we take that W, we find a way to win however we do, gives us that confidence for, for the year, and then we'll see how we do. Indeed, man. Appreciate the call, Nacho. All right, my man. Have a good one. Bye-bye. You as, you as well. I, I was looking at Jason Peters. Listen, when you watch Jason Peters in the All-22, that's a large man. It's a big man. I don't know what it is, but when that camera got up on him, bro, this dude is a house. He is a wide human being. And it makes sense because he's 6'4". He's not, you know, one of these 6'6", six six, tall, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, tackles. So 6'4 is not short at all. But from a tackle standpoint, you see a lot of kind of taller tackles. This man's about 6'4", 330 plus, and it's, and it's wide. And Broadus talks about how, you know, it's really hard to get around him, not only because he has the feet to do so in the past game, but look at that. <laughs> I mean, you literally... You can't get around that. It's extremely wide. It's a big man. It's a big man. And it was it was nice to hear Broder say the same thing. Kind of I, w- I was kind of seeing on tape where I liked him in pass protection more than I liked him uh, in the run game. Not saying he was bad in the run game. Uh, but we talked about the very first breakdown we did where those reach blocks weren't as crisp as they may have, you know, been in pass. But if he has to fire out, he's good to go. If he has to set, you know, set and pass block, on a three-step, five-step, quick, whatever, he's still one of the best in the league at doing that. Um, it's just a matter of conditioning. It's just a matter of a lapse, and it's a matter of health. Like, he'll have a lapse here and there, you know, conditioning. We'll see if that's an issue or not. But if he's healthy, if he gives me 15 games this year, oh, I feel much better about the depth of this offense line. But dude is, is just, he's He's huge. He's big as two story house. Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a, just a wide a wide guy. Uh, eight five zero. What it is? What it do? Hello. What's up? How you doing today? I'm I'm doing this, great. This, uh, this, uh, this Dallas Sports. How you doing? Oh oh, nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, this me. How you doing today? I'm good, sir. What's up, man? What you got I mean, for us? Um, well, I'm optimistic. Uh, I did a video yesterday about um, my team and everything and stuff and uh, what I expect us to do and all that. And, all right. and last week, I, I had did a video last week. I was I was upset and before the pre, before that preseason game against Denver, uh, when I, I did a video about that Denver preseason game, and I was yeah. quite upset. And I, and I backed up and I went against what I predicted. But I'm still sticking to my guns and saying we're going to win 11 games or more. But uh, I'm kind of glad we got Peters um, that used to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. We need um, – I said we need to protect our left side of offensive line. And, and this young uh, vet uh, uh, draft pick we got uh, got in the first round, I think he could be good if they can teach him to stop from committing penalties. I really do believe he has the capability if he just needs teaching and learning. And um, I um, – I, like last week um, – when uh, Stephen A. Smith was in uh, at the Star, and he was talking all that stuff about us Dallas fans that we're all delusional and and we're not, and most of us are, are he just can't stand us and everything. That's a good thing because guess what? I'm not. I might uh, go overboard sometimes, but I'm not delusional. Um, to the point where if I see something wrong with the Dallas Cowboys I, I, on my channel, I tell it just like it is. If there's things need to be worked on and fixed, I'm gonna talk about it. I mean. Um, I really do believe we need to get another backup quarterback to help out uh, Dakota Prescott. 
Um, what do you think about Will Greer? Do you think he's uh, better than uh, uh, Cooper Rush? Or you, what do you think we should do, go get somebody else or what? No, you can't, you can't get anybody else at this point. Um, I, I think the backup spot, especially for the Cowboys, I think they, they, they put an emphasis on, like you said, helping Dak Prescott. It's not just if Dak Prescott goes down, uh, but can he help him when he comes to the sideline and things like that. Uh, Will can't can't really do that right now. I, I think from a talent standpoint, Will Greer is more talented than Cooper Rush, but Cooper Rush is more comfortable in his offense. He's he's going to play to not lose the game. He's more conservative. I think they're comfortable with that, and he's just been in his offense for how many years now? A long time. So yeah, I about think three from years, a, right? About four years. But he's, he's like you like you said, he's conservative though. But did you think that's a good thing? Huh? The, the Cowboys think it is. No, well, well. Do I think it is? I mean, I, I don't think Cooper Rush is that good of a, of a quarterback, but in in general. Uh huh. So, but but you're asking right. me to go get somebody. That's too late. You know, it's just too late for that. You needed to try to upgrade that in the off season so that player can have months of preparation. Um, you're right. right. You know, at this point, I mean, you are what you are from the backup quarterback standpoint. And let's just be completely honest, unless you had a Jameis Winston, and, and I say that respectfully, but a guy of that caliber who was a backup quarterback, nine times out of ten, if you got a roll with Cooper Rush for majority of the season, you're pretty much done anyway. Um, but but for a right. game or two, like I said last year, for a game or two, listen, listen, man, the talent that was around Cooper Rush, mm -hmm. if you can game plan it up, uh -huh. you should be able to hold steady at least 500 or get a victory like he did in, in Minnesota. But if we got to go for a uh -huh. majority of the season, does it really matter? I mean, whoever you bring in. What do you think about the game this weekend against Tampa Bay? Do you think we got a chance? I think we can 100%. win this game. Yeah, I think we're going to win this game. I, I mean, I, I'm giving, I've gave away my prediction months ago or weeks ago, whatever. I've already said I got. I think Dallas will win this game. Uh, we'll talk about the keys of how they can and, and, and whatnot. But, yeah, I think Dallas can win this game. Well, I just want to speak blessings to you, Scott Walker Steele, and all the other great YouTubers. I went on my channel. I talk about you and the other Thank great you. ones and give you all kudos and all that. And I subscribe and I um, hit the like button. And I just want all the great YouTubers to look at my channel and help me out too because I'm just getting that started like last year. But I just I, I really appreciate the great uh, content that you, Balls Cowboy, put out. Um, the James, James Scott Walker, you, you and um, uh, Cowboy Fan Talk. Uh, landlord, uh, boss cowboy, and OC, and all them. New York and, and West Coast cowboy, y'all do some great work. And the uh, cowboy huddle, y'all do some great work and everything. And I just want to give you kudos, bro, and speak blessings to your life and stuff. But as a cowboy fan, I'm, I've been a cowboy since I was five years old, and I'm, I'm going to stick with him until I go meet, meet with the Lord. So I'm just telling you, I stick with my Dallas Cowboys of win, lose, or draw. So that's how I see it. Hey, man, my mantra, win, lose, or draw, I'm here for it all. Appreciate you, man. Dup. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Very bye -bye. deep, very deep community, man. We we definitely work hard. Make sure y'all check out uh, Dallas Cowboys. Is it Dallas Cowboys 1997? Dallas Cowboys fan 1997. C Cowboys Sports 1977. Make sure y'all check him out, man. Dallas Sports... Dallas Sports 1977. Dallas Sports 1977. All right. <laughs> All right, man. We got one more left. We'll hit the chat and be about a herb. 484. My Reading fam. What's goody? 
How you doing? Man, I'm just jealous that you have that powerful, booming voice. You're that's perfect for radio. Uh, okay. Listen, I wanna tell you that I'm glad that um Mr. Dollar Store made the deal. Oh, oh, oh now, Stephen uh Stephen Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he made he made the deal. And for the Cowboy Nation, we wanna win. We wanna win. I know we're gonna make Tom Brady's day uncomfortable. Trust me, that night he's gonna be uncomfortable because uh-huh. that defense looks very, very hungry and very vicious. That's all I got for today. Like always, God bless you and your family and the show and keep up the good work and keep on representing Reading PA. I will represent Central Pennsylvania for sure. Appreciate you, dog. I would not I would not rep Reading because I ain't from Reading, but but shout out to Reading. You know, I I've been in I've been in Reading. I've done some events down there. Um yeah, so shout out to Reading. <laughs> I mean to make listen, we get a couple callers. What's about I forget a couple of the guys that call in. I mean Marv obviously, he's got the he's got the voice. Um Coach Marv. C- Coach Marv, not Magic City Marv. There was another one, man. Ah, is it Cecil? I feel like I feel like his name is Cecil. It's not, I think it is Cecil. He used to call in. And he had the booming uh, James Earl Jones voice, and there was another one, man. I used to call in with that same that same voice, man. As a radio, because I wanted to get into radio when I was younger. Say that, y'all know my real here. But so you listen to a lot of these, you know, the Tom Joiners and, and and obviously ESPN radios, and you study a lot of people and the voices is a thing so when i hear it i automatically think man that's a good radio voice (laughs) all right that's going to do it for the pulse of the nation uh phone lines presented by the cochran firm make sure if y'all have any legal issues or you just need to you know brush up on some legal things hit up 1-800 the firm or join or join visit cochrantexas.com see this this uh chat here and we gonna head up out of here. Good first show. I, I'm not gonna say first show of the year, but first kind of first look, first prep of the season. And tomorrow we'll flip this thing upside down on his head, and we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys defense because we just got to right. That's really where this game I think is gonna be uh, uh, won for Dallas. So we'll flip it, and then Thursday we'll kind of mash it all together, and then Friday is y'all day. So let's hit this uh, chat here. Hunter Floyd, Tobert, 500 yards, three touchdowns over under. Now, earlier you gave me, I think it was a difficult one with uh, Lamb. This one, I'm going to go over. I think, I've said this for a while. I, I think that Tobert will be fine. It'll take some time. He's a rookie. It is what it is. And I, I don't want people to get upset if he has a 600-yard, four-touchdown line. That is a really good rookie year for a, a guy who is probably going to be your fourth option from the passing department. So I go, I'll go slightly over, but that, I could be wrong there. A shout-out to Miss Sadika in the building. She said, hey, man, get them likes up. Appreciate you keeping them in check there, Miss Sadika. If you're enjoying this show, go ahead and hit the like button, man. If you are just tuning in and you're like, what is this Cowboys content you got going on here? I think I can dig it. 
subscribe. If you're like, why well, hit subscribe, Scott? Why can't I comment? You got to be a subscriber for 20 minutes. It's the best way to keep these goddamn going bots out of here. Nice. Special K, barely over. Yes, I am barely over with it. Aaron was good. He says, "Sky, do you don't you think Bucks mimic us? Same issues? Uh no, I don't know that they necessarily mimic us. If you're you're talking about offensive line situation, to be fair, I think they still have the better offensive line. Donovan Smith, and we'll get to this tomorrow. Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs, I think, are better than Tyler Smith and Ty Terrence Steele. I don't think that's debatable, right? We're forgetting they do have Shaq Mason at right guard, pro bowler. They're fine there. Their issue, I think, is going to be center left guard, right? They lost a couple of their centers, so that's that's a fair thing. They're starting a rookie at left guard, so there is there is that issue. So I guess, does it balance out? I, they're secure. They're bookended. I'll, I'll, I, they're bookended, and then I kind of would rather be bookended, but I get what you're saying, Aaron. Now, other issues offensively, nah, they, their receiving weapons are completely different than our receiving weapons, right? Uh, Julio Jones, week one, got to emphasize week one. Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, I think it's not even on the same planet. Uh, Bruce said, uh, Sky, did you already, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Did you already cover us sending bar Micah down again? No, that'll be tomorrow. Today was mostly about the Cowboys offensive line of Tyler Smith, McGovern, Beatish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele. And let's throw in there, Kellen Moore, how they attack this Tampa Bay defensive front, which was a, a fantastic front last year over the last few years against the run and specifically against the Dallas Cowboys. So, you know, we focused on that and tomorrow we'll, we'll kind of switch it up. And let me go ahead and show. And these are the inside runs that didn't work. But I, this is mainly the main point of today's show was I think the Cowboys can attack the edge and win in this game doing so offensively. I think that's how they're going to have to do it. I think it needs to be deliberate. Where last year on the ground, it wasn't deliberate. Uh, and when they did do it deliberately, it worked. They, they didn't do it a lot. But when they did, it worked. They attacked the edges in the pass game for long handoffs fake reverses, things like, do these things that work. That's all I'm asking. CJ says, guy, I haven't heard much about Noah Brown. How is the injury? Noah Brown? Oh, Noah came back. What? Is there a new injury I'm not aware of, CJ? But if there's not a new one, Noah's fine. He he sat out, what, week two of preseason? And everybody sat out week three. But the practice going into the, the Seahawks game, Noah Brown practiced, so... And Coach McCarthy brought up he's basically going to be your wide receiver, too, going into week one. So he should be good to go, CJ. So, all right, so A.A. Ron's breaking it down. Good QB, overweight running back. Damn, that's deep. I think we're better at running back. Non-athletic tight end. Oh, goodness gracious. I do like our tight ends better, too. Uh, but, yeah, you got a young bull. Questions at O-line. Yeah, they do have questions. I think we have more. Nice D-line. Oh, now we're talking about the defense. Defensively, I think we're more similar than not in a way, meaning we got a good, we think both teams have a good defense. 
I, there is no questions at wide receiver, Aaron. I, I completely differ, disagree with you on that one. Completely. Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Russell Gage, it's not even close. Not even close. I mean, if these guys are playing, that means they're healthy enough to play. And if they're healthy and we healthy from a receiver standpoint, I don't know how you can say that's the same team. But I, I guess if you go into every team, you can pick something and be like, same team. I don't look at this, this squad as the same team. They have a deliberate offensive uh, identity we do not at this moment so they're able to kind of mask their their offensive line issues in a different way we just have to be able to combat it from a receiving standpoint i don't even think it's close i do think we're better at running back and tight end but they don't lean on their running backs they did on our tight ends and as much as i love dak prescott i mean the quarterbacks i think are comparable in the sense of hey you got a top quarterback i think dak is one of the top quarterbacks it's tom brady at the end of the day so we just got a difference of opinion on that one aaron and Adrian believes Godwin is not playing. Uh, earlier, as we talked about in the ops injury report, Chris Godwin was out there without their knee brace and running around and doing routes and practicing. But in Todd Bowles, if I can go ahead and quote this again, this could be, a, like I said earlier, this could just be him playing mind games with Dallas. Uh, everybody's trending toward playing on Sunday night, uh, including Chris Godwin and Tristan Wirfs. It's Monday. Injury reports don't come out till Wednesday, but that comes from Todd Bowles, the head coach. So I'm just reporting. That's what I do here. Report on what they're saying. Um, so for right now, I would operate as if Chris is going to play. But once they get to Thursday, Friday, we'll know more. They'll probably either have him as doubtful, as questionable, and we'll know. But right now, look for Tristan Wirfs and Chris Godwin to be out there according to their coach. Not me, their coach. Bruce said Julio's going to go off for the first game of the year, unfortunately. I mean, week one Julio, he's a little, little different. Will Bernie, is the slot Tobert? Nah, I think the slot is, is C.D. Lamb right now. If Godwin can play, that means Gallup can play delusional Cowboys fan. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that is, is that how people feel. If Godwin's playing, then they think that Godwin or Godwin uh, Gallup should play. Their their injuries are two month two months separated in regards to surgery. Godwin got his December, and uh, Gallup got his February. Not everybody recovers the same, but you're talking about a two month difference. So more more realistic to believe he'd suit up week one than I think Michael Gallup would. Yes, sir. We'll talk about that tomorrow. No AB, no Gronk. I think it's going to be a very important thing for the Cowboys. Did I say wrong? Goodwin or Godwin? Professor O said, I just got done with time traveling. <laughs> Godwin. Godwin doesn't play. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> if he doesn't play, I, man, it helps us out even better, in my opinion, because I know they got Julio and that's going to be an issue. But I think what made things difficult for Dallas last year week one again different and we'll talk about tomorrow was their ability to roll out four legitimate wide receiver options and take advantage of the man defense that we played uh which again they kind of used those backs as well Lenny had a few catches the tight ends did they think but they don't got those backs no more or, I'm sorry they don't have those that tight end that tight end anymore and if you don't have a guy when that limits your your weapons so we definitely don't. We definitely want to see them without a Chris Godwin. 
I don't know, Professor O. I got to hit him up about that for uh, for tomorrow because I started it today. Usually the first look I would try to do with him, but he been, Koye, I'm talking about y'all, been extremely busy doing his thing too, but I'll hit him up and see what's up. I hate to do last minute stuff, but if not, we'll keep it moving. Oh, it's going to happen though. We're going to get that for the season, but I kind of jumped the gun this week because I missed yesterday. I didn't want to push off the first look any longer i wanted to talk about this matchup and that's what we're gonna do so we'll see i'll let y'all know i got you hunter floyd cd slot question mark thought they wanted his out wanted him outside since he's a number one receiver um well you don't need to be on the outside to be the number one and that's evident with the rams cooper cup is primarily a slot receiver but they they game plan to get him the ball see i think we have to kind of remove ourselves from Past from the past. Typical thinking number one wide receivers definitely play outside because outside they can kind of dictate things more and they open things up. That's conventional wisdom. But the game is so different now. And you can get a guy like a cup, a guy like well, I say Jefferson was all over the place as well, but a guy like a Cooper Cup who can do a multitude of things and use them that way. So it's a game plan based thing, in my opinion. And the way they're using a CD Lamb in pre in preseason. In training camp, you'll see him kind of everywhere. And I think they're going to have to because they recognize that there is no Michael Michael Gallup. There is no Amari Cooper out there anymore, and he's going to be targeted as a number one. And the best way to do that is to kind of get him on the move. And Jamar Chase, another guy who, who does some some things all over the place. So you can, you can do things all over the place nowadays as opposed to traditional, you know, XYZ type of things. But I... That will do it for today's show. Fantastic start to the week. Tomorrow, we get to go to the other side, which I'm excited to talk about this Cowboys defense, which I think is going to anchor week one. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out of here. And later tonight, Mauricio Rodriguez will be back. We'll be back for A to Z Sports Prime Time, breaking down this week one matchup. Go ahead, press this button now. Appreciate y'all. Bang, bang. See y'all tomorrow. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter. I'll be talking about more of this matchup at Skywalker still. Hit up A to Z Sports Dallas.com for all things Cowboys. And shout out to Boston Scientific, the Cochran Firm, and DFW Turf. Be out of here. Wow!